0: Right, if you insist. You <laughs> we'll flash for I a few is later. <laughs> tell, tell me why I don't like money. Tell me, <laughs> I,
1: like tell me, <laughs> me I know Victoria's secret. Yep, let's see. Pop bloom my black bamboo.
2: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Lyrics for Lunch. The show that, when we're in the shower, we're afraid to wash our hair. (laughs) This is the podcast that does deep dives into the secret histories behind your favorite or not-so-favorite songs and artists. I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me this week and every week, the one who's always watching me. Yes. Lindsay Tucker. Sometimes (laughs) I say her name, sometimes she says her name. Lindsay Tucker
0: hello how are you
1: you
2: know
0: just terrified in the shower terrified in the shower up
2: yes (laughs) in in general everything is horrible and uh happy spooky season
0: yes happy spooky season
2: for listeners in the future we're recording this
0: in october correct correct and hopefully this will come out in october
2: I think it will. But I mean, some people go do the backup. Who's to say? Who can say?
1: All right. I got a new mug.
2: Lindsay helped me pick out a mug.
1: Is this technically a mug?
2: A tumbler? A tumbler. A tumbler. Mm -hmm. I love it. Let me tell you. This is Camelback. Sponsor us because I I got myself some ice water last night before bed. Woke up this morning. Still ice in the cup. Wow. Incredible. These things are magical.
0: And no handle though.
2: No handle so I can put it in the
0: cup car holder. cup. Car cup holder. Seriously though, if you're a listener and you have a business and you want to reach <laughs> millions of people every week. Yeah. Us up.
2: More more like tens of thousands, but yeah. We got you. We got you. If you want to if you want to advertise uh, my ad reads are as amazing as the one I did for the Camelback tumbler. <laughs> what are we talking about this week, Lindsay?
0: This week, we're talking about the king of paranoia rock, Rockwell.
2: The king of paranoia rock. A, a, a genre that we all know very well.
0: Yeah, you should.
2: Okay. Rockwell. Rockwell. And his only
0: song? <laughs> he had a couple of songs, but this is his one-hit wonder song.
2: Totally earned. On his own.
0: <laughs> Has it become a Halloween classic in its own right.
2: Has it? Is it like a spooky? This is like the Monster Mash? Yeah. Oh, okay. Great.
0: Somebody's watching me.
2: Hell yeah.
1: Who's watching? who's watching?
3: Who's watching, it's watching.
2: a a lot of showering. Okay, so he's being tortured on the television. He's watching yeah. a TV of himself being... And now he says the shower part, but he's not in the shower in the video.
0: He's looking at his own grave. His own so. grave.
2: And then there's like a... I, but he's in the shower for so much of this video, except for the line about being in the shower. Because that would be too on the nose, I guess.
0: Too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Because this video was so subtle,
2: extremely subtle. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, they're doing a lot of the psycho thing, the like PO, psycho POV or or um, Halloween POV. It's a good dog. It's a good dog. There.
0: I did see the dog.
2: So I have a, just a bunch of questions about this. Okay. Oh, the the shower is squirting blood. Or some kind of vague red colored Oh
1: I wonder who's What is that
0: a pig?
2: I think it's like, yeah, a pig's head. Like okay.
1: Me. Me, like
2: no oh, There's like some like Dawn of the Dead stuff, Night of the Living Dead stuff happening. Oh, and he gets a letter, and that's it. He just got a letter. The end. That's the end. Okay. Cool.
0: A uh, quick shout-out to Brian of Movie Meltdown, who wrote us in and suggested this episode thanks, as a thanks, Halloween. Brian. Okay. Somebody's Watching Me is the debut single by Rockwell. Now, who is Rockwell?
2: Uh, do you want me to answer this?
0: Yeah. yeah
2: Rockwell right, is Barry Gordy's nephew?
0: Son, Son. Kennedy William Gordy, the son of
2: Barry Gordy, the founder of Motown. Correct. So this is like, and I never really made the connection because I don't think about the song that often, but like, this is like a Rebecca Black Friday situation where it seems like he is out of his element and his father has like a, a massive... Musical apparatus and is is like trying to make his kid a a star, give him a hit single or something.
0: Which is actually not the story, but it. Oh wow! Okay, it's not the story that's been told. Um, but yeah, okay. So Rockwell came from a musical family. His dad, CEO of Motown, and he's the older brother of Redfoo from LMFao and uncle to Sky Blue.
2: No shit. Yeah, LMFao. Entirely different generation of nepotism. <laughs> Entirely
0: different generation. So Somebody's Watching Me was released in January 1984. Okay. Ahead of Rockwell's debut album of the same name.
2: So this is my question. Okay. When did Thriller come out?
0: Thriller came out in 1982.
2: Yeah, that sounds so, right. So definitely like trying to capitalize, because Thriller's like the biggest record of the world still, trying to capitalize on some of that heat.
0: Yes, and Rockwell was no stranger to the Jackson family, and we'll talk about that in a little while, but since we're on this nepotism train and we're asking ourselves, how did Rockwell get a hit single?
2: How did Rockwell get a hit single?
0: God gave it to him.
2: Oh, God.
0: I asked God to give it to me, he says. The prayer was, God, grant me the creativity to write a song that'll go to the top of the charts and tickle the taste buds of the music connoisseur.
2: Consider my taste buds tickled.
0: (laughs) Everything came to me so easily after that prayer. Fuck. (laughs) So easily after I was born into a musical family. (laughs) Yeah, did he say it at the dinner table in front
2: of his father, Barry Gordy? Dad, I mean, God.
0: (laughs) Um, So over the next two days by Rockwell's account, after he asked God for this help, he sits down in his bedroom floor and he writes, somebody's watching me. He says that when he wrote the song, he thought back to being a kid looking out his bedroom window, quote, seeing my neighbor sticking his head out the window, trying to look up in our apartment.
1: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Oh, no.
0: That's all I got. Um,
2: Oh, no. How old is he at this point? He's like early 20s, right?
0: I think he's 18.
2: Yeah, something like that. So let's imagine 10 years before that, he's a little black kid who is very rich, right? Because his dad founded Motown Records. And he's looking out his window, presumably living in a rich neighborhood. And there's like a neighbor trying to like look inside at like the black family that lives in the rich neighborhood.
0: I don't like where you're going with that.
2: I don't like it either, but like, is somebody's watching me about racism?
0: Isn't everything?
2: With us, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is really going to get like some feedback being like, not everything's about racism, you guys.
0: Right. I we guess. also it don't know be. the race of the peeping Tom.
2: That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm making a lot of assumptions here.
0: Yes, you are. Um, so at the time of writing the song, uh, Rockwell was living with a woman, and he really liked playing pranks on her. When she would take a shower I would go up to the glass wait until she was washing her hair and then press my face against the glass. He told this to Rolling Stone. She would open her eyes see my face and go ah.
2: So so he so he's writing from his girlfriend's perspective and somebody he's the one that's watching.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The lyrics go when I'm in the shower I'm afraid to wash my hair cuz I might open my eyes and find someone standing there. It's me.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Am I the baddie?
0: <laughs> so Michael Jackson was six years older than Rockwell and a childhood family friend. Rockwell's sister Hazel was married to Jermaine.
2: Is she the mother, mother of Jermajesty?
0: She is Sister Hazel.
2: Sister Hazel.
0: Hard to say what it is I see you. Wondering. Yeah, so that's... That's sister She Hazel. sang that song. Well, she is the Sister Hazel. Then I was like... What is Sister Hazel named after? Turns out a nun. Not yeah,
2: sister, sister Hazel.
0: <laughs> Not Rockwell's sister. Um, is Your Majesty a real name?
2: Your Majesty is Jermaine Jackson's son's name.
0: Well, you should Google if Hazel's the mom. I don't know.
2: Your Majesty's mother is Alejandro, Alejandro Genevieve Ozaziaz. O-z, o O-zia-za.
0: Stop. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> Oh, so you're allowed to mispronounce whatever you want, Oziaza. If it Waziana? takes
0: longer than thirty seconds to mispronounce something, you gotta back out. <laughs> just gonna, <just> gonna <laughs> roll.
2: Uh, and Alejandra.
0: <gasps>
2: yeah. So, so not your Majesty's mom.
0: Not. All right. So Rockwell writes the song, and then he takes it over to the Jackson house.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: I guess the cat's already out of the bag, or is it? Who sang the backup vocals on the song, <laughs> so it sounds
2: suspiciously like Michael Jackson,
0: <laughs> and people were like the worst kept secret in music history, like Michael Jackson sing the backup the vocals. Hook, yeah. I literally Un- thought it was a Michael Jackson song when I was a kid,
2: so yeah, and I think that that's that was a feature, not a bug, right is that they they allowed it to have some of some Reflection off of Michael Jackson's massive stardom. Hence it being like this kind of spooky thriller-esque song too, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it also, I was like, so I obviously knew this, Worst Kept Secret in music, and I was listening for it, and I think he may have only done it once. I think he may have only done s- sang that hook one time, and then they mm-hmm. just keep repeating it, because there's no variation whatsoever, which is like not that there needs to be. But, like, uh, Rick Astley famously only sang Never Gonna Give You Up. The Never Gonna was, like, hard for him. It was, like, a hard, melodic thing for him to hit. Wait, Rick, your
0: bandmate? Rick Astley. Oh. Do you have a bandmate named Rick?
2: I do. Okay. he's He's not the famous Rick of singing Never Gonna Give You Up. But it when they were recording never gonna give you up it was like a difficult thing difficult notes for him to hit in sequence and so he did the never gonna separately and every that is like a synth trigger so on the song it is you're hearing the same never gonna every time and then he would be like give you up make you cry he would like cuz it was easier for him to do it that way
0: oh i like that crazy
2: right but i think yeah. i have a feeling that, my, that michael may have done the same thing where he's like you get one take <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I can get behind that.
2: Yeah, I have no proof, but I think it's true.
0: I performed it about eight or nine times, he recalls. Rib- says
2: says no. Michael Jackson? It was a real oh, Michael. Oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I was it.
0: trying to fuck with you. Uh, This was Rockwell. He's performing it eight or nine times for Michael, like, in his living room, presumably.
2: I mean, like, listen, we're not going to- One time is enough. We're not going to open up the can of worms that is Michael Jackson just yet, but, like, I don't, like, if you're like your boss's son, who's six years younger than you, comes over to your house and is like, let me sing you this song that I wrote eight times. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. No no thanks, buddy. (laughs) Keep trying.
0: By Rockwell's account, Michael says, hey, Rebby, hey, Janet, you got to hear the song Kennedy did. He's like somebody else.
2: Hell, please, please, oh my god, tag, tag me out, tag me out.
0: Every time we stopped the song, Michael called three more people down. Afterward, Michael pulled me to the side and says, "Kennedy, I gotta talk to you for a second. Who are you going to get to sing background vocals?" I said, "Why don't you do it?" It worked just like that. Jermaine Jackson also ended up contributing to the final track because don't forget, it's his brother-in-law.
2: Uh, I'll take things that never happened for eight hundred. <laughs>
0: What makes you say that?
2: Where Michael, the king of pop, is like, Kennedy, Please. You've, really, you've really got something here. <laughs> you could have anyone sing the backup. And Kennedy's like, Michael, why don't you do it?
0: Okay, you twisted my arm. So the other side of the story starts like this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs>
0: Motown Records founder Barry Gordy is just hanging out in his L.A. mansion in 1984 when his son, 18-year-old Kennedy William Gordy, brings him a demo he'd made on a four-track recorder in his one-bedroom Hollywood apartment.
2: (laughs) Right after scaring the shit out of his girlfriend.
0: (laughs) Right. He said something. Okay, so Gordy, the elder Gordy. Yeah. Says something like, yeah, 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 that's all right. That's okay. Don't give up your day job. Keep writing. You'll come up with something one day.
2: That's right. (laughs) Accurate.
0: What does Rockwell do?
2: He goes over Gordy's head to Michael Jackson to get him as a feature on the song so that Barry Gordy has to release it.
0: Not mm, totally. Not totally wrong.
2: Oh, okay. Great. was a total guess.
0: He changes his name to Rockwell changes his name. Oh, he comes fuck. up with the stage name Rockwell. Uh he gets signed by Motown without his father knowing. Goes behind his dad's back. Fuck off. Clearly we know he enlisted the Jacksons to sing background on the song.
2: This guy sounds just like my he could be the next Michael Jackson.
0: <laughs> uh quote Rockwell. When he his dad, found out I signed to Motown. He called me up one day and said, how did you get signed? How does that happen? What happened? I said, I don't know. I guess they liked my music.
2: This is like a real Mrs. Doubtfire (laughs) situation where like Rockwell's like, no thanks. And then he just like puts on a fake mustache and comes in and all the Motown executives are like, are we not supposed to know that this is Kennedy? Like, I guess let's sign him. So Barry's not mad at us.
0: Yeah. Um, but he was kind of mad, I guess. Cool. Rockwell said to this day, I don't know what his reservations were for me to be signed.
2: Maybe you weren't good, Kennedy.
0: <laughs> Maybe history has uh, shown that you weren't cut out for the biz.
2: <laughs> yeah, and listen, like I think that, that a lot of things go into producing a hit record, marketing, like very clearly this this song of yours became very popular, not just because you were on it, but, like, you've never really followed that up with anything, my guy. And you still had the same people helping you, or at your disposal, at least.
0: True. Also, what about the fake British accent?
2: I'm afraid to brush my hair. I I never... (laughs) I just assumed he talked like that.
0: No, he doesn't.
2: Okay, so what about the fake British accent?
0: No fucking clue. Okay. He like tried to put on this persona because he he claims he didn't want people to think it was nepotism. And so he didn't credit Michael Jackson on the song. Great. He didn't want people to know he was Barry Gordon's son. And he pretended to have a British accent to further confuse people that he was Madonna.
2: Right. So, <laughs> Okay. What a weird... <laughs> just a lot of strange decisions.
0: Very weird.
2: Uh, that, that that one in particular it, it never occurred to me. And that one in particular is like,
0: what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. And he would like talk with that accent in interviews, which also... I don't do accents. I remember you was saying Leanne does accents. Like, does she like Sometimes. study them? Because there's so many dialects. Like, how you would definitely be found out if you're yeah. just fucking Rockwell and you're just fucking off pretending yeah, you yeah. have you, an accent.
2: You study dialects and and in in general you like model it after a person with that accent. So you're doing like you know the neighborhood that this one person grew up in. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> It really, it feels like a Disney Channel original movie yeah. where, like, a kid is like, I'm going to become a pop star, but no one can know my true identity. I'll put on a British accent.
0: It's like when the prince or princess doesn't want people to know, so they yeah. go slumming it. and, <laughs> and like, what's But slumming liberty, it is like a British liberty? street urchin? <laughs> yeah. Um, the opposite of Aladdin. <laughs>
2: yeah Jasmine literally the other character in Aladdin um so this is like a a little bit of a tangent but I I was once hired to work on a movie that was like a kind of a cat and mouse thriller where uh a guy is like trying to abduct a, a woman and then the twist ending is that the woman has been like trapping him the entire time to like kill him Right, And the director wanted her to be like the, the woman, the main character, to be like a, a true crime podcast junkie listening to true crime podcasts the entire time. She's in her, her van or whatever.
0: I was just going to say, because I oddly remember this slightly, and I was like, wasn't there a van? There
2: was a van. <laughs> and And then he was like, and what if at the end you realize that she's the one hosting the podcast and she's listening to her own podcast and i was like won't the audience know that it's her voice that she's listening to and the the director's like no but she'll do an accent (laughs) and i was like i quit this is this is where i leave you and i i walked away from the project because i like couldn't convince him to not do this like podcast accent thing which i don't think wound up in the final movie
0: yeah, you hated that. Joke. I super
2: duper did, <laughs> and you can see it. And what's it, uh, it called? I'm not gonna say it, but it won't take too much googling to figure it out. <laughs> Lindsay, by the way, is doing an accent right now. Yeah, you can t- you can you can talk normal now, just for a second. You can t- tell them how you really talk.
0: All right, if you insist. Chip,
2: chip. <laughs> I'm from London. I am.
0: <laughs> um...
2: Thank you for taking the bait on that one.
0: Somebody's Watching Me entered the Billboard Hot 100 on January 28th, 1984 at number 73. 73. Where it would spend 19 weeks on the chart and peak at number two. <laughs> it peaked at number two, though, behind Kenny Loggins' Footloose.
2: Unstoppable
0: <laughs> uh, It eventually went gold and sold more than 500,000 copies three months after its release. Okay. When the song came out in January of 84, it was just one month after the music video for Thriller became a hit.
2: Okay, so the album Thriller famously had like five number one hits on it or more. And Thriller was like later on that list, I see. So They really, it really uh, <laughs> didn't benefit at all from, from any right? kind of nepotism.
0: No. Thriller only went to number four. but then obviously came went on to become a cultural phenomenon uh, especially because of the 13 minute music video but somebody's watching me actually charted higher and went to number two on the charts boo yeah
2: objectively like just not as good of a song
0: no but also like Michael Jackson is on both right yeah Okay, so we saw the video. It's like a batshit crazy haunted house. It's directed by Francis Delia.
2: Who did? Is that? Is he like a famous guy? He
0: did some other shit, but I didn't write it down. Cool.
2: <laughs> Crack podcasting.
0: <laughs> Freeway. Troublebound.
2: Freeway the Al movie?
0: Yankovitch shit. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. That movie scares the shit out of me.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: Freeway is that one of the two scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah, it has a Reese Witherspoon plays like a like a homeless child sex worker.
1: Really?
0: Yeah,
2: it's Reese really fun.
0: Some dark stuff when she was younger.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Brooke Shields plays her mom and is like mm-hmm. totally insane. And Kiefer Sutherland is the bad guy. He's like the big Ooh. bad wolf. I might be
0: watch. That as a little Halloween treat. What's with the baby pig on a serving tray?
2: I don't know. What's with the baby pig on a serving tray?
0: Why does Rockwell shower with shorts on?
2: <laughs> I wonder if he's if, if Francis DeLee is like, oh, we're going to sh- exhibit this in widescreen so you can wear shorts. And then MTV's like, what? What? No. And then it just like, was full frame.
0: <laughs> Could be. Um, Rockwell says, I wanted the video to be a little bit lighter, but when I went to the set to start shooting, it was all this dark stuff. There was blood and a tombstone with my name on it. And he... Francis Delia didn't listen to anything I presented, so I just had to go with it because we didn't have time to switch it up.
2: So the (laughs) the one that we see is the dark one. Yeah. Okay.
0: This is, in my opinion, again Rockwell like pretending like he had nothing to do with the fact that it's literally nepotism. It's literally ripping off thriller. Like I didn't want to do this. This no one would listen to
2: me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah yeah I'm not responsible for the thriller rip off yeah okay sure you can definitely see homages to like Kubrick and Hitchcock and kind of the horror masters of the of the day in the video
0: yeah
2: which might be the reason for the pig like might be like a shining thing I don't
0: fucking know I could live without that um Motown also went along with this let's not promote Rockwell's relationship to his dad sure or Jackson's appearance on the track.
2: That to me is the most bizarre thing is that they're not, they don't put Jackson's name on it anywhere.
0: I really don't understand that. But again, if it's Barry Gordy's son and he says don't do it, like, or maybe Barry Gordy said don't do it, who knows?
2: It's also possible that Michael Jackson said don't do it because there was like a weird thing where he appeared on The Simpsons, but he wouldn't sing, he would only voice a character. And so when, uh, the mental patient that, like, thinks that he's Michael Jackson in the episode sings Happy Birthday, Lisa, it's a Michael Jackson sound-alike, but when he's speaking, it's actually Michael Jackson's voice. That's weird. Yeah, so there might be, like, a contractual thing that, like, didn't allow for them to promote it as Michael Jackson.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Could be. Yeah, I already told you that the accent was totally fake, and he claimed that he was um, from Portsmouth, England, as part of his, like... Fake identity. Here you go. Here you go. Here's a little catnip.
2: <laughs> All right. Dick Clark right. interviews Rockwell on American Bandstand, Dance 1986. Oh my God. This thing All had right. a long tail.
3: You brought the ladies. I came in over your right, uh, your right shoulder. Yes. Please, since you some of you the ladies like got to excuse me. <laughs> this lady, one. You.
1: Michelle Watley.
3: How do you do, my dear? Who is this lady here? This is Cat. Hey, Cat. How are you? Nice to see you. Let me talk to this man for a half a second here. Now, now you brought. Now you brought the beauties out, the uglies will take over here. That's right. I, I, uh, I have several things I want to talk to you about, one of which I've known your father for a lot of years and he's probably uh. watching now and will wonder, will I say something nice about him? No, I won't. Uh, because he's extraordinarily successful, a lot of people know you are his son, the son of Barry Gordy Jr. Letting that go away, did you always want to be a performer or writer? Did you always have that ambition? Well, you know, it's nope. something that I often nope. thought about. He's English. <laughs> and, uh, he's turned <laughs> English all of a sudden. It's, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing being in, around, around the business so long. Will you I stop been, with this? Been, I love you, man. <laughs> how so lo- how long did it take you to write Somebody's Watching Me?
0: I feel like um, he had like a nervous tick.
1: About, I'd say about two days. Like and now that, he's doing like another kind of one, voice. It was yeah. was the easiest song I ever wrote, man? Why? He's doing Why? like a Cosby thing. First? Uh, no, it wasn't the first, but it was easy because, you see, I had a lot of camera action when I was and younger. And kind of you know, Michael Jackson? And, uh, I was yeah, so yeah he's I was definitely doing, like, college, a weird...
2: You know, he's, and he's, he's and like, shifting accents. You know, but also, like, Dick Clark is not having any of this. No, like, I know.
0: And you yeah. can see he's, like,
1: pissed.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Which And this is different than what it would be today, which is, like, someone's person would come in and be like, okay, Rockwell, you gotta pretend he's British. Like, like here's the narrative. Like, the hosts would definitely, like, go go along uh, with whatever PR happened, stunt they're doing. Like they did with and the and fucking you know, weekend when he was like covered uh, in, in self-surgery scars for no reason or something.
0: That's fucking weird. Uh, okay, this is quote Rockwell. I didn't want anybody to know or people to take the credit away from me and say if it wasn't because of Barry Gordy or Michael Jackson, you'd be nothing. I wanted well,
2: to... <laughs> Dick Clark like kisses the ring. He's just like, your father is a very nice man. I'm going to say <laughs> nice things about him. Of course your father, I love him, how are you doing?
0: Yep. I wanted people to think I was from some other country, but I soon let that go because I didn't want to be untruthful. Weird. Cool. Considering he got his song from God.
2: Yeah, 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 God. <laughs> well, there's no way to to not corroborate that. That's the thing, right? True. You can just, You can look up his birth certificate. You can't look up whether God talked to him or not.
1: What he... if
0: God was one of us?
2: God was God had a busy night because that was the same night he visited George W. Bush and told him that he was destined to become president.
0: Yes. You asked me. <laughs> maybe I'll do that song next week. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, all right. You asked me if he had any other songs.
2: Don't make me. Don't make, I withdraw the question.
0: <laughs> His follow-up single was called Obscene Phone Caller.
2: It's just, I got I got a feeling somebody's calling me.
0: <laughs> I always feel like somebody's calling me.
2: He's doing heavy breathing.
0: <laughs> this was a vintage 1980s synth pop track that sounds like Michael Cimbello's Maniac mixed with every montage in a 1980s film.
2: Hell yeah, I'm back in. Let's hear the shit. <laughs> All right. No.
0: Wait, this is just the same
1: song.
2: Oh no no no, it's, it's like just the a end back. Okay. <laughs> I was like you've gotta be fucking joking. me. <laughs>
1: Good evening Mr. Rockwell. You had a lot of calls, but no one left a message.
2: i was So British.
1: He's got so all the people in the I don't know going through your mind, this
0: If he's so mad about these naughty phone calls, that he can't hang up.
2: If Alexander Bell were alive today, holy fuck. I actually kind of love this.
0: Does it slap?
2: It kind of does, but in like an extremely ironic way. <laughs>
1: Let me know if you were a girl, this maybe I'd talk oh, to you. Oh
2: yeah, not maybe gay. I don't
1: say
0: anything but Oh my god.
2: I'd be totally down with it if I could just be certain that you were a woman. <laughs> kind of into it (laughs) dirty Dirty little little nasty nasty twit twit hell yeah (laughs) i'm back in on rockwell
0: all right he earned it for you so 1985 one year after his debut album rockwell released his sophomore album captured can you guess what the single was from captured
2: uh, so, we've already got watching me and calling me. So, um, someone's reading my mail.
0: <laughs> close.
2: Okay. Was it called close or what? I was close?
0: You were close.
2: Peeping Tom. So, it's just watching me again. All right. So, he's putting in some change. Also, the further we get away from somebody's watching me, the like worse these uploads are because there's like no one that cares about this <laughs> song.
1: Yeah. Wait
2: a minute. Why are the violinists in powdered wigs? Uh, Mozart. famously played the piano, but go on.
0: Did he have a powdered wig? Maybe. Amadeus.
2: Rock me Amadeus. <laughs> it might actually be the rock, uh, rock me Amadeus thing.
1: Who's this lady? Who's this lady that drives me so insane? Who's this lady
2: drives me so insane?
1: Sneakin' peeking, sneak
2: in, sneaking, peeking, peeking.
1: Outside my window. Oh, gee. Rockwell. Oh.
0: To me this is just like his paranoia is running its course.
2: Yeah. He's trying to get another bite of the apple. Yeah. But it would it would make me Really laugh if it wasn't that and if he like legitimately was like very extremely paranoid about (laughs) everything and he's like no the people need to know
0: I kind of wish it was that
2: me too the people need to know everyone's watching me all the time still the the number one comment is from Tornado 1994 and it says this is probably Rockwell's best song (laughs) it really fits him perfectly I like it
0: Aw, that was nice. Yeah. Um. All right, so somebody's watching me return to the charts in 2006. Good. Thanks to Dutch remicker, remixers Beat Freaks. Okay. They did a cover plus a video that mashed up Thriller and somebody's watching me. Do you know this one?
2: No, but like it took you long enough.
1: Spinning TV. Classics. So
2: the, it, it's like a fake uh, VH1 sort of thing to intro the video. Is the it? It's on
0: Spinning Records. Yeah,
2: Spinning all- TV, TV Classics, though, is like the, lives is
1: the beginning of the giddy. video. The pain inside that terror seeks. The gruesome oh. funk of the Beat Freaks.
2: So we've got some zombies rising from the grave. You know, a little Vincent Price sort of thing. Are they going to do like a breakdance battle?
1: Yeah, they are.
2: good (laughs) zombie in a thong butt stuff thanks for catering directly to my
1: interests
2: (laughs) starring oh that's funny someone's doing a head spin but their head is not spinning
0: pussy corpse trolls
2: crazy dead legs bones mcguire we're really running out of names here and introducing.
0: What do we have here?
2: Michael is still alive at this point, right? It's 2006. Yeah. He died in 2009. So this is not not about to be in bad taste. Oh, no! That's a small person. Correct. Okay. So there's a there's. A, a, a little person dressed as zombie Michael Jackson from Thriller with like the pussy corpse dolls behind him doing the Thriller dance to just the hook somebody's <laughs> watching me. This feels very 2006 because it's just so many things at once.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this charted.
2: There's so much zombie butt in this. Like listeners uh, for audio only. Imagine how much zombie butt is appropriate, and then <laughs> and then double it.
1: <laughs> There's a lot. Now uh,
0: they're going back down. It.
1: Return Bye. <laughs> Don't turn off the disco lights.
0: <laughs> so now I will ask you. Okay. What makes a good Halloween song?
2: What makes a good Halloween song? Okay, so minor key, right? De- the First and foremost. And maybe like a little twinkly organ or synth, mm. right? That's like what... Uh, what thriller and and somebody's watching me have in common and and um i think like subject matter being kind of macabre i don't know good hook a grave it makes a graveyard smash a real villain book on the vocals a real villain on the vocals sure yeah I mean, what are good Halloween... Like, let's name some good Halloween songs, and let's see if we can find a common thread. Thriller, mm-hmm. maybe somebody's watching me. What else? Monster Mash. Monster Mash. Which is in a major key, but that's okay.
0: Ghostbusters?
2: Ghostbusters, which this doesn't not sound like, also. I agree. Um, fun fact, Rick, not Astley, my band member Rick, his son, who is four or five... His favorite song is Ghostbusters and mm. he has a he had a Ghostbusters themed birthday party.
0: Wasn't there some kind of thing where they wanted someone else to do the song or they wanted it to sound like something else?
2: Yeah, Ghostbusters Ray Parker Jr sampled something for Ghostbusters and got sued. And it was like in in the days where we were suing like sampling was relatively new and so we were suing a lot of people over like what was allowed to sample and what wasn't. And I think it's something from uh, can't touch this is super freak, so it's not that, it's not Rick. I James. thought it was like
0: Huey Lewis in the news. It
2: is, it is Huey Lewis. You're right. Okay.
0: Um, what else? What other Halloween songs are there?
2: I don't know. What other Halloween songs are there?
0: Psycho Killer,
2: Psycho Killer, sure. Mm, minor key.
0: Aren't there some whale, werewolf songs?
2: Werewolf Bar Mitzvah.
0: Don't know
2: that one, do I? Oh, it's from 30 Rock. It's like, oh. it's like a version of Thriller or Monster Mash, but it's called Werewolf Bar Mitzvah.
0: Amazing. Starring Aviv.
2: Um, who hasn't
0: shaved in a while. Ha- haven't shaved
2: <laughs> in a while. Written by Donald Glover. One of his first raps that he ever wrote. No way. Yeah. Because he was a writer on 30 Rock. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Lyrics for lunch on the Monster Mash. What you're hearing... Is a song about the Monster Mash. And so it's called Monster Mash, but the the plot of the song is you're going to a party, everyone's there, and a song comes on, and it is a common misconception that the song they're listening to is the Monster Mash, but it's they're the actually dance. It's the dance. They're doing a dance called the Monster Mash, and it's such a great party that it is considered a graveyard a smash.
0: Graveyard Smash. I was working in the lab late one night.
2: Yeah. Have you not heard (laughs) Werewolf Bar Mitzvah? Do you have a song to go out on this week? Because Werewolf Bar Mitzvah would be a good one.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what we're going out on today.
2: Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) So this is from the first season of 30 Rock, a uh, Tracy Jordan original. Oh, check this out. My key to the city of Gary, Indiana. Mm look at this and my gold record from that novelty party song oh man Trey look up at the sky where can people find us on the internet Lindsay
0: find us on the internet at this lyrics for scary. lunch on Instagram and Twitter and lyrics. 4. lunch on TikTok on
2: uh, and for longer and weirder stuff shoot us an email we're at lyricsforlunch at gmail.com
1: gmail
0: if you want to hear any songs on this show let us know give us a thumbs up a like a heart of man Tell your friends
2: Tell your enemies clan. Tell the people that are Always watching you In the shower Lindsay's watching you All in the shower men, And tune in next week For a big 100th episode Where we will we'll Probably Maybe have some special guests We'll but see Who
3: we'll knows We'll see we'll Who's to say uh, But until we'll then I'm a beaver.
2: I'm Lindsay Tucker Say And right, I was, was, got
1: no prophecy
2: That's a wrap The next day What happened the Tomah didn't teach. I got up in front of
1: everyone to give my little speech. Then my
2: teeth turned into
1: fangs and my nails into claws. And I nearly dropped the Torah when my hands turned into
3: paws. I growled and I roared and my rabbi did as well. It was a rocking werewolf zoo at Temple Beth Emmanuel. Hey man, where'd you learn all these Jewish words?
1: My manager Harvey Lemmings. Werewolf vomits for.